With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Terrell? I... I brought a friend. I'm surprised you didn't come here sooner. It's not an easy thing to meet your maker. And what can he do for you? Can the maker repair what he makes? Would you like to be modified? Stay here. I had in mind something a little more radical. What? What seems to be the problem? Death. Death. Well, I'm afraid that's a little out of my jurisdiction. You... I want more life. Father. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! I just want to watch a football game. I know it's not. <laughs> Honest to God, it does. I don't, I don't. I don't give a shit. Everyone in the NFL kneeled today, and it pissed. It pissed Dad off. It pissed my grandma off, and I'm like, you guys know where they're doing that, right? Yeah, and they're it's... Uh, protesting Trump because Trump, he said a yeah. bunch of stupid shit. Yeah, instead of instead of it being just this minor little thing that. Not many people were paying attention to anymore. Uh-huh. 
it now has become this complete fucking news story. Twenty seven now because of Trump. Fake news. Fake. No worry, he's gonna get us in a war by the end of the week. I, sir, you say that every week and it never happens, and I'm always fucking bummed that it never happens. He's I gotta, I gotta tell you, Tim. I just finished Blade Runner. Yeah. Harrison Ford wears an awful Joe Bob Briggs shirt in that movie. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? That is Joe Bob Briggs approved. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 245, I think. Uh, I just found out that Magnum TA is dead. Son of a bitch. Oh, which I have wrestling news for you. Well, out of the blue, too. Well, we got a guest tonight. Gary Hills here from Sin Beef Podcast. And My former boss. Yeah, Tim's former boss. Oh, that's boss. a lie. Shut up, Emma. The guy who <laughs> fired Tim. After one show. <laughs> He's a terrible, awful person, I'm going to tell you. Terrible, terrible. See? No, that didn't happen. They lie. <laughs> you fired me. I'm a, la- I'm a lazy fucking editor. That just, that just didn't happen yet, you know? Fake news, then. Definitely fake news, yes. Okay. So, what? okay, I want wrestling news, Tim. What's up with wrestling? Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but apparently Bobby WWE... Well, besides Bobby Heenan died, which she was going to bring that up, too, but have you heard WWE is resurrecting Starcade? Uh, I'm pretty sure it'll suck, <laughs> I guess. So, it, they haven't done it officially, but apparently on, I think it's November 25th, uh, they're doing a show in Greensboro, North Carolina, and they're calling it Starcade. Is Ric Flair involved? I don't know. I just, I was reading, like, some random stuff about Bobby Heenan, and I tripped over this piece of information. I did not know if you knew this. I don't know. I'm. What do you think about this, Gary? I know you still watch wrestling. I'm out of oh, it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I got it on mute right now. Actually, there's a pay-per-view going on right now. Oh, yeah? Um, what, what's going down on the pay-per-view? No, nothing much. No, no, the, the big match is at the end, of course, so the Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. The match everybody wants to see, yeah. I don't know. I know. Brock I've been Lesnar. out of. It. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been out of it so long. I don't even know who's Lesnar's opponent anymore. Yeah. I oh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's about a guy who's about I don't know about two inches taller than Lesnar, about four hundred some pounds, and he's a brute with a beard that could flip over ambulances and shit. And you know he's he's, he's a he's a big dude. So should be interesting. No, Lesnar sucks. Yes. He, fucking part timer. I can't stand him. Yeah. You know, that's weird. You know what though? He's smart. It's just, he's got, yeah, true, I guess. Smart business person. No different know. than Hogan, no different than Stone Cold. I'm going to put the brains of the operation squarely on Paul Heyman's shoulders. In that oh, game. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because oh, you know yeah. he's but, getting a cut of that shit. Starcade, yeah. I, I, think they, I think they have a card already for Starcade, who's going to wrestle on it. And, see? Uh, I'm uh, I'm impressed. You know, we'll, see, we'll see what happens, you know? Call me it, when it, they bring back Halloween Havoc, make the deal, spin the wheel. <laughs> if you want to impress me, bring back Clash of the Champions. Yeah. You know, make, it, make, it, make it free on USA or something. You, you know? know what? Clash of the Champions was awesome just for the mere reason. And, I, Gary, I don't think it could work now. I think at the time it was a great concept because you felt like you were getting a pay-per-view. In, a, in the middle of the week. B, you were getting something 
for free. I mean, it was it was of that caliber too of paying yeah, a great pay per view. They, oh, they literally made that. shit up forever too. Yeah, they made sure like they would talk about that stuff on the Saturday Night Show. Uh, I think they like did away with Clash of the Champions after Monday Nitro got going, mm-hmm. but like when Nitro I think was first started going, they even made sure the card like Clash of the Champions was I think on a Tuesday or something that would be like their next thing. But they made sure that event was bigger than anything else they were doing, and it was awesome. You got to see all kinds of different matches. We got um. What was it? The one time we got uh, the Road Warriors in Dusty Roads versus Ivan Koloff, Nikita Koloff, and the Russian Assassin Number One in a barbed wire match. A Class of Champions, I think it was the first one in '88 where Sting and Flair wrestled to a one-hour draw. I think so. Yeah. Sounds familiar. So, yeah, it, it's just it, Clash of the Champions had some really good matches. I don't know if I just don't think it would work now, but that's just me. Now I don't watch wrestling anymore. Yeah, uh, I man, Tim, I told you that uh, I had to buy a new Fire Stick because of my remote died. Yeah, and I'm gonna uh, next week. I'm gonna bring you my old one because you got, if you got a tablet or a smartphone, you mm-hmm. can download the app that makes your shit a controller, so you can have a Magic Fire Stick. Okay. Oh man, wait till you pull up the wrestling shit. You'll fucking crap on yourself. There's there's okay. just channels dedicated to wrestling. It's yeah. I, I was gonna say I'm getting kind of bored with some of the channels on the Roku. Getting tough trying to find some movies on her. Part of it is I've seen half the movies on cool. all those channels. Well, a Magic Fire Stick, from what I understand, is completely different than a Roku. Yeah, it's just yeah. everything free. It's unbelievable. That's cool. But anyway, we're a podcast. Uh, let's start talking podcast stuff. No. Gary, what have you been watching this week, sir? Who did you fire this week, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> I fired Tim Gross last week, and I think I fired Tim Gross's uh, wife last week, too. I don't know what he says. All this See? fake news floating around, I don't know. You're not allowed to fire Pew 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 guy. <laughs> yeah, Pew Pew oh. Pew guy gets promoted. <laughs> he's, the head, he's the head booker now. Ironically, I rehired Colin Kaepernick for to, to mow my lawn or something. He does a job, doesn't he? Or, you know. Sure. Yeah. I don't see what that Definitely. guy's doing any. Yeah. <laughs> um, what have I been watching? I watched Annabelle Creation finally because. Is that good? good? Everybody seems to love that. You know, it gets extra points for the fact that it's leaps and bounds better than the original one. Well, that's not it's, very hard. Well, to no, and that, that 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 does sound bad, but it's it's not bad. But um, it's got Anthony LaPaglia, Anthony Anthony LaPaglia in it. If you guys want to know who that actor is from Simon and Axe Murder and tons of other things, I think so. And um, his points for that for me. There's some genuine scares in there, but you know, it's just like any other other possession films. You know, girl gets gets a, some evil inside of her from from some other source and. Starts puking up evil spirits and you know, ugh, you know, yeah, it I, is it is ra- uh, raking in the dough. Uh-huh. Uh, and because of it, how well it's doing, no one's talking about Annabelle, but I believe it's over a hundred million now. Yeah, but yeah, very, very much much like uh, Ouija Origin of Evil, you know, it took some other filmmaker to take it on to make it much much better, and this one is much much better than Annabelle. Are you, so, are you trying to say Ouija is good movie? 
Oh, Ouija is terrific till, for, till, you know, no, it's not great. I made about 20 <laughs> minutes into Ouija, and it's not very good. I somebody told even... me that Ouija Origin of Evil was a good movie, so. Yeah. And I did, I did enjoy that, so. Man, all these Blumhouse movies, they can take $4 million and turn them into, like, $36 million at the drop of a fucking hat. They're the new Lionsgate, I think. Yeah, definitely. Blumhouse is the, the way of the future, you know. They still can't make. They still can't, can't make me care about another um, Halloween reboot again. They still can't make me care about that. It's just, I just can't. You know? Yeah, we. Yeah, we gotta talk about we, that. We are gonna talk about that Halloween <laughs> shit later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in the news because then just whatever. Yeah, that. Yeah, fake fake news maybe. <laughs> anyway, what else you got? Uh, today I saw uh, Stephen King's It the the, the Redux. With their with their foul mouth children and such and carousel and you know all that good shit. I liked that foul mouth kid. I think he was like my favorite kid. The stranger, the Stranger Things kid. Was anybody else thinking that the, about Logan's run in that one scene though, where the, all the bodies are floating in the air? Exactly. You know? Yep, I was. <laughs> uh huh. The only the only reason I didn't make that reference is because well, dude, my girlfriend was with last night. She still hasn't seen it. She wants to see it really get really bad. And I, I've i seen it twice now. Well, really, technically only one time. The first time I was at a drive-in, and it was very, very fucking not a good... We were such an angle that you couldn't barely see the screen, and there was clowns running around doing stupid shit everywhere. But I legitimately saw it sec- the second last weekend. This is week three, and it was still sold out last night when we went at 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's still making some good bucks. Sold the fuck out. I'm impressed. But is it a good movie? What do you think, Gary? Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I didn't like it like other folks are kissing its ass. and mm-hmm. it's. It, it, I, I thought that, you know, there was a lot of CG in there that wasn't necessary, you know? A lot of bad CG, a little bit. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, like, the, the shaky head thing has always looked really stupid to me. And they, they did a lot of that in this movie where the clown would be chasing them and he'd be, you know, shaking his head, shaking his head. Just show your, your – feature your 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 bad guy, you know, and, and, and do that. Either he's good enough or he's not. And he, I, I think that he he tried to be way too jokey about stuff. I know he's supposed to be a clown and everything, but uh-huh. in, in the original one you had – and I don't like everybody in the original one, but Tim Curry – you know, and people got to think, oh, you guys k- kissing Tim Curry's ass because the original thing. No, you had a great character actor playing this character. And it showed in that movie why he's superior to the one that you, the one that you got now. Because he really, he really immersed himself into the role and made it funny and scary, not just a. Hey, I think I, they, I think they kept the original, the Tim Curry Pennywise in the shadows, the exact amount of time they needed to. He wasn't in the forefront like this one was. Like, he's... This new Pennywise is all over the goddamn place, and it's just not that... It's not that scary. It's almost he's like the, a formula. He's not, he's not that imposing, either. He's not, he's not that scary. He's no, just kind of there. They literally I'll be honest, I like both equally. As much as I'm a big fan of Tim Curry, I don't think this one is that bad. I like both clowns. From now on, can we just refer to Tim Curry as Hector Homolka? because <laughs> that's, that's that's like the greatest name to say ever <laughs> I, I just honestly i think i i didn't think uh I, I for me i just didn't see 
they did a bad job with the clown. The CGI, yeah, aside, yeah, I've seen, I just don't think it was that much. Now, the shaking head part, Gary, I'm always with you on that. That's just stupid. Yeah. Well, they did the reverse shaking head thing, too, where everything yeah. shook but his head. And I was like, <laughs> well, they did that on, uh, that's just, you lifted that out on Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah. That, that demon that everything shakes around it except for its head. Like, there's that- not a lot of... It's kind of patchwork, like we stole this from this, and only it's not blatantly obvious about it, like something like Doomsday is. The, I don't know, man. The farther I, the farther away I get from this movie, it's like I, I kind of, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a really well-made, good movie, and I like the kids. Although no kids in the history of anywhere are able to take rocks to the face without, like, <laughs> that's my yeah. thing. That's, that's, that pisses me off. Like, that pisses me off almost as much as when... And there, there was those points in that scene, too, where you could tell the rocks were almost CG'd to throw them at the kids, you and know, like... taking them in the face like they're fucking prize fighters and nothing happens. Jesus Christ. The, the trajectory of the, of the stones just... Yeah, I just want to see the film. But, like, there, there's stuff in the film that I, I can appreciate, like, how much further they went with, with the Henry Bowers character. And, you know, I didn't need the, the, the part to, to, to say that se- uh, Beverly's dad was sexually attracted to her. You kind of implied that from the, that original one. Yeah, that's a... But, that's but they a, really hit it home here. You know, but, but I think the, my biggest problem with the film is that they, they went for that R rating. You had a lot of CG blood. You, you, you had m- minimal violence in the film. But it just seems like they went for the R rating to get these kids to say today to say have foul language, and like really you know whatever. I mean, you you didn't see a whole lot of like violence or anything else that warranted R rating except for you know Richie Tozier talking about fucking beavers and shit, which is kind of hilarious. And you know, I, I, I just I do appreciate that there's a when he puts the cattle gun to the little boy's head, kills mm-hmm. him. I was like, wow, that's the best child death since Halloween three. Good job, it is pre- it is pretty great. Good job. One of my favorite my favorite scenes of the film is when um when uh I, I don't want to call him Black Kid. What, the, what was this game? I had a pro- he, oh oh shit! I don't remember <laughs> his name either. But he was really good, and he disappears. They did that kid nothing to do. Mini Tim Reed. Uh, <laughs> that was Steve Williams' stepson. Yeah, I call him. I call him Mini Tim Reed. He looks but, like the, a little the, tiny ladies' man. It's it's little stuff like the part like where after they they face Claw for the first time he's like so desensitized like yep I'm just gonna start killing these sheep one by one yep. like no emotion on his face until of course Henry Bauer shows up and he spears him into a well you know that 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 happens in this movie and <sighs> Henry Bauer's lost the buried alive match he did lose that buried alive match yes you think he's he's coming back though yeah oh, yes. he does yeah. Spectre. I haven't read the book in so long. I know. It's been so long. I think I, I read say, it in like freshman year. I, don't I was going to say, I'm not one of those people it's thinking greatest movie ever made. I'm just one of those people who enjoyed seeing a good horror movie at the theater. But also, too, the real test will be Chapter 2. The, what will they do in that? Will they screw it up just like the first one did? How many years ago, or will they actually do a good job of it? I just hope they would do like a service. This is a service to the original one. Let's hire Seth Green to play the Richie Tozier character. Nobody wants that. No, I don't want anybody wants Green. That. Outside of anything on Adult Swim, keep Seth Green out of it anymore. 
and ticks. Oh, ticks is terrific. Yeah, true. Yeah, with I Clint mean, Howard. I mean, nowadays, Seth Green. Oh yeah, over that fucking dude. Oh, speaking of Clint, I watched Evil Speak for the very first time, and Fuck that was amazing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> for the very first time, that's why it took so long. But let me tell you, best anti-bullying movie ever is is Evil Speak. <laughs> I want so much more of Evil Speak. That was the fucking best movie I saw all last year, I think. Well, yeah, man, you were you kept talking about that. Fucking pigs eating people. God damn, that was some good shit. F- floating Clint Howard with a sword. I yeah. want a whole movie of that. Let's just make that it part two. Why would dude Clint <laughs> Howard would have been a great Pennywise? You would you just have to paint his face white. I'd be that's horrifying. <laughs> but yeah, evil speaks great. Uh, devil devil inside the computer. Esteban, man, Esteban. I want to buy a guitar after I heard that name a bunch of times. You know, remember that guy on TV trying to play guitar? Him. Yeah, the Spanish <laughs> guy learned Spanish guitar with Esteban, and he was like a sexy, sexy like I don't know Antonio Banderas. He was almost like a parody of him. Like Saturday Night Live put out this infomercial as a joke and didn't tell anybody they did it. Use your fingers, boy. Use your fingers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, Evil Speak's great. If you haven't seen Evil Speak, uh, check it out. I gotta get that Blu-ray now, j- uh-huh. just because, because it's spectacular. Um, besides that, I, I didn't uh, pull out a TV, catching up with South, catching up with South Park and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been getting into a. I'll just go now. I've been getting into a lot of TV now that Game of Thrones is on. I'm like jonesing for a a uh, new thing to watch, and I think I found it. Tim, two of them. Okay. Uh, I'm on the episode two of The Deuce. Have you been watching The Deuce, Gary? I've heard about it. I haven't watched it, though. Is that a porn thing? Like a porn um, drama? It's not. It's all about 40. If you like, you know, the history of, like, 42nd Street, you'll love it. it okay. It nails 42nd Street. Only how high of a tolerance do you have for James Franco? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's higher than most. Okay, there's two James Francos in this one. That's why I asked. <laughs> with, the, with, with the exception of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man series, He's my okay. tolerance for Franco is pretty high. You actually. got a high tolerance for Franco factor? Yeah. You'll yes. like it. It's pretty good. It's super sleazy. In the first episode, they have a guy that I swear was just cast because he looked like Spinel, just sitting there beating up a hooker hanging dong, <laughs> just naked as shit, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> After he beat up a hooker, and it's 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 really it's a pretty good show. But well, you guys you guys would know this. has Kevin Con uh, Kevin uh, Conway and, and Joe Spinell been in a movie together in the past? Who's Kevin Conway? The, the, that guy that was the 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 the, the, the Barker from Funhouse, you know, well, alive, oh. alive, alive. Now let me ask Is you a question because I'm not sure. Is that Grandpa from House of a Thousand Corpses? No. Man, that's a different guy. They share DNA then, because those guys are almost exactly. I thought that's who that was. I don't know, but if it shouldn't happen, it should have. There should have been yes. something like that. Spinel. Anyway, another TV show that I'm really getting into is I watched the first season of American Horror Story, but I didn't finish it because I thought like it didn't make a lot of sense. Like the ghosts were like real. Well, that's 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 American Horror Story in a nutshell. Like you can't finish. Well. It takes you in for about six episodes, and then... Oh, man, I am loving this new season. Cult, have you been watching this? 
No, I heard I, good, I, good I checked in and checked out with Freak Show. That was the only season I paid attention to. Well, seems like that's everybody's favorite because that clown in Freak Show ends mm-hmm. up in this new episode. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. And it's really good. It's all about, like, I'm not sure yet. It's called Cult. Uh, I don't know where the cult comes in so far, but it's basically it starts the night of the election and it takes both sides like Trump wins. And the kid that plays Quicksilver in the X-Men movies is like the the pro Trump guy. And he just goes nuts. And he's like, now I can do anything I want. And he grinds up Cheetos and puts it all over his face and he air his TV. <laughs> And then there's another chick on the other side. I don't know left from right wing, so. And she is just like, she's not a millennial, but she has all these millennial problems. Like, this is a a mom that believes Facebook 100%. She's got a fear of holes. She's got, she's just neurotic as shit. And I can't stand her. And all these bad things are happening to her. And I love it. I can't like this woman in misery makes me so happy because she's a whiny piece of dog shit. I cannot. She's a great. She's a great actress doing a fucking fantastic job. But she's just like one of those people that are just so sheltered and, uh, you know, nothing bad has ever happened to them. And everybody, everything offends her. And, and she's one of those and clowns, which may or may not be real or some are real and some are just in her head. They are just menacing her. <laughs> they she sees them butt fucking in the grocery store <laughs> and she goes crazy. Uh, they viciously murder her neighbors and then a bunch of new neighbors move in and they've got some shit going on with some bees and it's like I don't know like this allegory to society like the bee is the perfect society and she thinks they're after her now and they're lesbians. And they have this little kid that the kid is a fucking fantastic actor and he's being babysit by like this, uh, the, uh, Quicksilver's sister. And she's just like showing him fuck like snuff videos on the goddamn internet and shit, telling him it's going to make her, make him stronger. And it's, uh, I'm four episodes in and I'm loving it. You can torture this lady all you want because I can't stand her fucking character. And it's it's kind of a hate watch, but I love it. But uh, anyway, that's probably not as big as of a hate watch as watching Resident uh, Evil final chapter. I, I can't wait to hear about this shit. <laughs> I I got to see Leatherface. Did anybody else get to see Leatherface? <laughs> I heard Leatherface hit the net too. Uh, it's available. It is available. Yes. Uh, it's it's sad. It's not a bad. It's a terrible fucking movie. Now, you know what I enjoy about this, Kyle? What? That it was, it had this great buildup for about the past month. Everybody was getting excited, seeing horror fans talking about, oh yeah, we get to see Young Leatherface. And they're posting on Facebook. I haven't seen one goddamn person post anything about that fucking movie since that movie has been dropped. Everybody's oh, like, I was yeah. getting a lot of conversations on Facebook about uh, it. I've seen a lot of people just not talking about that movie, which means it sucked. And when I... you said it, Dan told me, I was like, told all Did Dan see it? Movie. 
Yes. Oh, he's, what Dan said. He said not, it is the worst movie of the year. It's not the worst movie of the year. It's a very well. There's talent behind the camera. It's just. Well, do you know who made it? No. This is what's going to make you sad. The same guys who made Inside. Really? Uh-huh. Like that oh, was, yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that was like a big thing. That's yeah. talent. You can tell. Yeah. They were kind of, and I think it shows, they were kind of into it with the companies about what they wanted to do. And I think it bleeds on it. Like, there was some problems. Probably, yeah. Because it's, these guys are better than the shit that they put out. Yeah, because it's probably one of those things. They wanted something and. Yeah. The the talking minds well, behind them. Money out like, at no. the end, I think. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 you got to do it this way. It, it's, I, it's already got one strike against me, against it for me. I hate Lily Taylor, the chick from The Haunting. Yes, was like, I'm gonna be in every independent. She she is pretty talentless. I, she, Lily Taylor looks like she's about five minutes away from just popping a big mustache out. I swear. <laughs> Looks about five minutes away from just sprouting the fucking mustache, and she's a good actress. I just, I mean, I don't. I know what you're saying though. Yeah, she's appeared in way too many Hollywood independent films. Yeah, she was the darling of the '90s independent. After after Quentin Tarantino showed up, and everything became an independent movie. She was them all, and she yeah, she that's all she was doing. Yeah, she's Vera Vera Sawyer. And she is Leatherface's mom. And at the beginning, like, I'm not going to get too spoilery, but Stephen Dorff shows up because... Oh, please get spoilery. Okay. Because uh, it was stupid. <laughs> Stephen Dorff's not bad in it, Tim. Like, I give Stephen Dorff a pass. He's our boy, and he does a pretty good shitty scumbag Texas Ranger type dude. But it's, it's all about, like, they take Leatherface, Jed, they take him away to, like, a mental asylum for kids because Texas passed this child endangerment law bullshit. And, and then it, it goes on and there's a nurse that shows up and she's all bright eyed and bushy tailed about how hey, I'm going to help these kids. I'm really going to get in there and make a difference. And, and one night shit goes crazy and a bunch of them escape and they're on the run. And there's, there's a big, I'm just going to call this character red herring. <laughs> they cast they cast this one kid and, and at this point it's like you don't know which they make this big deal about when they're taken away this law makes them change their name so they don't know who they are and they can escape their scumbag family so it never points out that's jed there's a girl and three guys and no there's two girls they kidnap the nurse and they take off <coughs> there's two guys or three guys Two girls, the nurse, a crazy woman, a guy who looks like a pinhead from a Ramones album, uh, a kid that's kind of, he's sane, and he's just there making sure the nurse doesn't get hurt because they've kind of made friends and the nurse knows that everything was corrupt and shit. And, and then there's this big giant hulking kid who was clearly cast because he has like the body type of like a, like he looks like baby R.A. Malayoff. <laughs> or Michael John. He looks like what Leatherface should look like. And, and you don't, like, that. they had an interesting idea. Which one of these guys is going to become Leatherface? And spoiler alert, it's not the big kid who should have. 
Because this kid's just like walking up to people, drawing guns on them, and just beating them to death. He's stepping on people's heads and crushing them. It's violent. It's bloody. There's one part where they're running away in the woods, and they happen upon like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a trailer. And I think it's like Big Lou's house of birthdays, birthday parties, and autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> because there's like, they walk in this trailer, and there's a guy that's hung himself and he's dead. But it looked like he did it in front of a birthday party because there's like streamers everywhere. <laughs> or it was going to be a big surprise or something. Surprise, I'm dead. Yay, I have a birthday party. But then they, they it gets real stupid. It's just real dumb. There's, it's bloody. It's fucking pretty bad. I just like at one point they explain Vera marries into money, so she pays this cop to like find out where Jed was. You never, you never, you never meet the guy who she marries. <laughs> he never shows up on screen. All of a sudden she has wads of cash everywhere. But you do meet Nubbins. You do meet Drayton Sawyer, which. If this is a prequel, like, Drayton Sawyer is a madman that just kills at will. And I was like, wait a minute. In the first one, he's like, ah, I don't do the killing. I never got the taste for it, right? I lose everybody? I'm here. No. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a madman in this, but I don't know. It's it's sad. We didn't need this. Nobody wanted this. I know what Tim wanted, and I kind of wanted that, too. Give me yep. more Leatherface that you can inherit. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's it's not going to make like the worst of the year list, but it was very fucking disappointing, man. I feel bad for those director guys who made Inside. I feel like they've been they've been like their names have been thrown in there in like the the screwed over department two or three times. Weren't they going to do like Hellraiser or something? And then it just fucking nope, not having it. It's like. Yeah. I don't know. These guys got talent. Let them do something. Not well, good. I, I, I haven't seen it. I doubt it's the biggest sin that that, that that Chainsaw series have ever committed, you know, but yeah, I, I think that the funniest thing, well, I laugh every time it happens, is in uh, Texas Chainsaw at the beginning when they throw baby Leatherface at the dumpster. That, that, that makes you laugh every time, but you know, that, that's just me being sadistic, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times you need to retcon this. I think as a horror, bunch of horror fans need to come together as like a community and, and put like, you know, a, let's put a 10 year fucking hold on this. No more. We don't need this for 10 years. Chainsaw, remakes, prequels, retcons, reboots, fuck all this shit. Put a 10 year hold on it. It's out of control now. Just do great tributes like like, like Rick and Morty does, you know, Scary Terry. Come on now. Yeah. Or, a, or just, like, let's get the Zucker Brothers to spoof it. <laughs> That'd be great. Anyway, I, I mean, they, 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 they put Sandman in the last episode. Not Sandman the wrestler, but Sandman the Neil Gaiman uh, comic character. Wow. Who does that? No, no, Nobody else does that. Rick and Morty did? Yeah. I've only ever seen Pickle Rick. Do I need <laughs> to watch anything else other than Pickle Rick? Oh, it's kind of hard to say because Pickle Rick's pretty amazing. You yeah, know? well, it's pretty good. Anyway, that's all I watched. What'd you watch, Tim? And I want to know about this movie, Attack on Vomit Island, or whatever you were watching. Yeah, I was going to talk about that first here in a second. Uh, I was just thanking the people for uh, the Steelers reminding me how much I enjoy the pen, uh, watching Penn's hockey. 
<laughs> you, got beat by, you got beat by the Bears. That's sad, man. I, I, it's not me. It's them. It's that team. And for the first time in a long time, it wasn't coaching. The players let that game go. The players are who suck a bull dicks. I was that flipping game. back and forth. Is Mike Tomlin pregnant? <laughs> he might be, but this, for you know, usually I will criticize him and I will criticize the offensive coordinator. They have nothing to do with the turd they put on the field today. You let a shit quarterback throw only one pass in the first quarter and you lost. It's just pathetic. They do that every time played on at a competition. Tomlin is now five and thirteen against teams under five hundred in his career. They're just stupid. This is why I enjoy hockey so much more and watch college football. I just don't care though. It just Steelers. I that was the sad part. I was predicting them to lose against Chicago. That's what I was laughing the whole time it's going on. I started watching uh Smokey and the Bandit. Oh yeah. And then I find ten to midnight watching that during the game. Oh yeah. But anyhow, you want me to get into the Brazilian shit monster movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, a, I, do. I had a dude, okay, contact me like a week and a half ago, and I am going to screw up his name totally. His name is Gurkis Gwender, Gwenderner. That guy so, sounds like a Game of Thrones character. I love this <laughs> dude already. Uh, he claims he's been making movies for like 20 years, and he seen me on one of the independent horror boards on Facebook and just asked if I could watch some stuff, emailed me. I was like, sure. Well, he sent me, I ended up watching the feature first, but he has a short film called Good Morning Carlos. And the 17-minute film, he uses all the footage for his feature good morning carlos basically sets up where carlos is having problems taking a dump apparently and he's calling his doctor and his doctor just keeps screaming at him in this weird narration voice of you need to eat more fruit and fiber and it's four o'clock in the morning and it's to the point where the doctor is so upset with carlos the doctor starts looking to go kill him well, let me give Carlos a little tip. Outback Steakhouse, Saturday night, that'll clean you the fuck out. <laughs> what did you get that made you? Just a burger and fries, but man, woo, it went through me like like a goddamn screen door. See, <laughs> See if I go to Outback, that isn't what I get. I would not get a burger and fries. I would probably get a steak. You go to a burger place, get a burger, man. Well... Did, did that, Chuck Connors direct you to that? No, <laughs> Chuck Connors can suck it with his, you know, restaurant recommendations with his little fruity foo-foo. We've got 30 beers that are seven bucks a piece, but you can get hippie fucking fuck salads and shit. Fuck that. I'm going down to the Greasy Spoon. You're going to go down to that uh, other place in Cleveland. Hell yeah. Uh, but anyhow, he turns it into a 110-minute full feature. Now, let me just say this. It took me a while to understand what exactly was going on in this movie. It is subtitled. Uh, so, you know, it is from Brazil, so it was taking me a little while to get into this, understand what's going on. But in no way, as much as I love shit monsters, 
and or the sign of the apocalypse. Do you make a movie 110 minutes long about it? <laughs> he, 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 it shows that he literally did not edit any of it, like cut scenes out at all. So it's the full feature, and it's called Pascasis Island of Vomit and Despair. And basically, Carlos, it even expands the universe. Carlos, uh, the doctor tells him go to this island, because that's where the, the doctor's going to end up killing him at, is the island. And basically, the doctor knows he's going to bring up on the apocalypse with his shit monsters, and eventually you get shit monsters inside of Carlos's stomach talking and talking about how they're going to be free and an apocalypse is going to happen. Meanwhile, Carlos's doctor keeps killing random people and screaming at them that they're Carlos, even though they're not Carlos. At another point, you're also getting uh, some weird, crazy cannibal Holocaust extra comes out and starts screaming in Carlos's face. And I don't know if she's trying to do voodoo or she's trying to help him poop it out. But after that, he starts screaming and pooping in a crick and the shit monsters are coming out. It's just a lot of poop talk, of course, during the movie. It just it's all about how this doctor is trying to kill Carlos because Carlos refuses to eat fruit and fiber. And that's what the movie is. The guy claims he was inspired by Frank Henenlauter and Roger Corman. And literally, it's a whole movie of people getting... There's people making out on a beach, and all of a sudden, poop starts dropping on them. Because it's a sign of the apocalypse. there, There is some moments in this movie that may just... People might get a little disgusted. And just might feel that pukey feeling. Especially when at one point Carlos is on the side of the crick after he believes he got all the shit monsters out. And some poop bagels come up and he's laying his face in it. And he starts putting the poop bagels in his mouth. (laughs) Just never mind that he's, during the whole movie, he's puking up blood, green stuff, cream corn, um, something that looked like pot pie that went up and down a couple of times before he let it out of his mouth. It just, there is, oh man, it is some bad stuff going on in this. It is, if you're looking for completely weird, I, see, he says, Frank Louder, I go more trauma. This is what I think, it's more inspired by trauma, but... It is literally this dude trying to take a shit, and when the shit monsters come out, it is the sign of the apocalypse as the shit monsters start attacking people and throwing shit on people and stabbing people and cutting people's throats. You had the shit part. monster. <laughs> and it just it is it, it is ridiculous, but really weird. And I was glad I watched it. It just it was nice to see completely weird. Now. Also, I watched Night Claws, which uh, John Satzer and I were going back and forth about. Same guy did Sledgehammer back in the day. Did this movie. He did a Bigfoot movie, which basically, apparently, Bigfoot's pissed off, and he just starts 
ripping off heads and things like that. And the small town sheriff and a professor in small town Alabama are just trying to get answers. It's a decent Bigfoot movie, surprisingly. It's well worth the watch if you find it somewhere. It, it don't be, you know, dissuaded by it. It's actually a decent Bigfoot movie. Also, I watched Resident Evil, the final chapter. Goddamn what? I seriously hate watched that last night. I, I sat there and hated every second as I was watching it. And basically is just like, so you're telling me this movie never had to happen. This is what I got out of it. But it had Jorah Mormon in it. I don't care who was in this movie. I just want to know when's the remake happening. If there was ever a series that screamed to be remade, it was this. And Dan said, yeah, there's a RoboCop ending to it, which I I was hoping somebody would get run over and fall into toxic waste and stuff. And then, Unfortunately, you know, no. The head rolls up. No, it doesn't. I'm so glad this series has ended, supposedly. No. Nope. I, I, it just, it's stupid. It's annoying. I go back to that character never existed. Give me Jill Valentine. Give me, uh, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Leon. Give me the characters that were actually in the fucking movie. And I don't understand the disparity why the cartoon movies actually fucking get it right. They're fucking great. Yeah. And these live action ones are a bunch of bad, they're just a bag of bullshit. The whole series is a bull dicks. Fucking hate those movies. Okay, now did you notice with this new Resident Evil like I did, this is the biggest offender of the MTV edit? There's not a shot in this movie that's over two seconds long. Yeah, it just everything, quick, quick edits, even the fight scenes, as much as everybody's like, but Milana Jonovic, she does all this... It is bad as the Underworld sequels. If they're doing it, don't do the fucking quick cuts. Let us see them doing it. Otherwise, they're using stunt doubles and you're trying to cater to the young MTV generation because nobody will sit there and actually watch a fight scene. That's why I like Jason Statham movies. He actually fights. Not like he's fucking pieces of shit in this movie. I can't wait he fights that fucking shark, dude. Yeah, exactly. It just, I fucking hate this. It just, it's stupid. I hate the quick cuts. I don't understand the point of it. Maybe it's just me being old. Guess what? Then I'm fine with that. Because the Resident Evil movies, I'd like to wipe my ass with it. They fucking suck. They're stupid. They have nothing to do with the video games. You ruined the series from day one. And can we get off of just Mila Jonovich? I like her and everything else except this this series of movies. I'll take her in anything else. These movies, they're stupid. What else has she been in? Honestly, that's what uh, she's been in. Dazed and Confused, The Fifth Element. I she's been in other stuff with her not doing quick cuts and she's done some fighting stuff. I don't understand that whole aspect of that's the way you're showing it now. It, it doesn't need to be done. And my other problem with this movie, if we're really getting into it, at one scene, you got the zombies running behind a tank, even when there wasn't a person being dragged. They're not going to do that. If you're going by zombie 
whatever movie roles you're going by, and you've already established them in this stupid fucking series, they're not going to run after a tank. Two, why do they run in one scene, walk in another scene? Please explain that to me. I am not understanding that aspect of this. And is it just me, or did this movie really feel like a lost episode of The Walking Dead? It took a lot of shit from it, I think. Even though I yes. don't even watch that show anymore. Yeah, like, just the way all the scenes were set up, it was like, this really feels like The Walking Dead. And for me, I don't care about The Walking Dead any longer, either. No. Gary, are you still it. watching The Walking Dead? No, I stopped seasons ago. Uh, I think everybody has. Except for, like, moms. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh, there's enough people still watching that. and I just... I, the, the Resident Evil series is... I always feel like it put the zombie genre back. I, I, I always point... Everybody could... You know, you could talk about the independent zombie movies. Fine. I think the worst thing that ever happened to zombie horror movies was the Resident Evil movies. But anyhow... Watched a short film called Forward from Michael McCullum, old friend I haven't talked to in a while. Pretty cool movie. Uh, basically, it's a, a writer. It's a seven-and-a-half-minute movie that he sent to the Detroit 48-hour film festival. Uh, just a man named Jerry. He's a struggling author. He receives a postcard from himself in the future, and basically he changes the outcome. Pretty cool. Uh that was good morning. Carlos, I also watched another independent movie that you might be interested in, Kyle, called The Dark Side of the Womb. Okay. <laughs> another, somebody that tracked me down is like, would you mind watching this? Again, if you like weird, just makes not a goddamn bit of sense, has a midget at one point that climbs into his dead wife's stomach. Um, you're getting you're you're hitting all the good spots so far. To make sure she has a kid, which is him at the end <laughs> that comes back out. You also have a Doctor Hook. Yes, a doctor <laughs> named Doctor Hook. Uh, where's the line at? Does because he have a boy- hook hand? Because her boyfriend and her have a human head. She doesn't have a baby. She gets pregnant and has a human head. And when her boyfriend falls and smacks his head off it, Dr. Hook is like, well, we could put transplant the head that just came out of you onto his body. (laughs) (laughs) But also, too, I'm trying to find a line, for the love of God, because it was a great line. Uh, Oh, where is it? Uh, Oh, yeah. Dr. Hook goes, hey, after uh, the, the head is born, from this woman, uh, Linda, I think her name was. Yes. He goes, hey, I know a guy who does bizarre transplants. And <laughs> he, no does a good, <laughs> yeah, and he does a great job. And everybody's fine with it. <laughs> it's just, this movie is completely weird because it even begins with some doctor... Or a, a woman, a nurse, puts her head supposedly into a woman's vagina, but it's actually just a hood. And she's putting her head in there, talking to babies. And this lady who has twins, the second baby, she's like, 
she, they're like, yeah, it's not uncommon for twins be malnourished, the other twin be malnourished, because the one's taking the nutrients, and the mother goes, good, your dad sucked. This twin's dad was a war hero. I'm wait, glad wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> You just gotta know how twins work. They can't be two different people. And yes, but it was just great. That's in the first five minutes of the movie. And then it flash forwards 30 years, and there's the midget, who's Ed, who's, of course, he's the baby that the woman doesn't care about. And then there's his brother, who's supposed to be this good-looking dude, who's going out to see his girlfriend, and actually gets killed by two clowns. And the two clowns happen to be one of them is Linda's ex-boyfriend who has had the ha- a head transplant. And Ed and Linda meet at a doctor's office where they're going to talk to Dr. Hook because the midget Ed wants all of his brother's limbs put on him. And, and Linda wants to, wants to stop Dr. Hook and all of his stuff he's doing. And it's just, it's completely weird and just crazy. It's kind of a little bit of Hennenlauter, kind of like bad biology, a little bit of trauma. Like, I would say more of a possibly class Newcomb High-ish, but it's just some weird, crazy shit going on. And Jesse the Clown, who comes back from his clown dungeon, who kills Linda and then dies... Well, that's when Ed just decides, I'm going to cut my wife's stomach open. And next thing you know, the first thing he meets is a very big black man who happens to be her heart. And he's giving Ed a hug. And there's this other dude just laying. It's bleeding all over the floor. And he, he asks he ask him, well, who are you? He goes, I'm her heart. I'm her heart's a I'm big so muscle. <laughs> yeah, she loves you. And basically he cutting into her stomach and going inside and somehow forcing his way in, he becomes the baby she always wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm confused. This, now, amongst all this insanity, I'm going to ask the burning question I'm sure all your listeners are asking. Is this the same Dr. Hook that just, that's pl- the player coach slash head goon? And Slapshot, that, that Tim McCracken. No, oh, no, that would have been awesome. That would have been great. <laughs> I would have loved that. No, uh, just, slapshot crossover, perhaps, you know? No, no, because the doctor actually has a hook for a hand at one God point. damn it. <laughs> and he accidentally is trying to give some woman an abortion at some point. Accidentally? <laughs> yes, because he even apologizes when he's inside her vagina. Ken Furry is Dr. Hook. I can see that. I'm down with that. It's just, if you're into complete, apparently the past week or two, it was like, do you have a complete weird ass movie? It makes not a whole lick of sense. Send them to Tim. (laughs) And that's what I got recently. That's what I'm watching. Oh, real quick. TV shows. The Strain. I quit watching that too. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm i sorry. The way, it, yeah, here, the setup is, last season, I thought was the last season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The vampires got away. They dropped the bomb that is sending radioactivity into New York City. They didn't get the bomb away. They didn't get to kill the master. 
then all of a sudden, a few months later, they, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do one last season of The Strain. The only thing I, would, I was even curious about watching that show was The Exterminator. I, that oh, dude that was guy awesome. Is awesome, dude. I love that yeah. actor. But I was just like, you know what? I, you know, I asked the wife. She's like, I don't care about the show either anymore. And I was just like, you know what? I'm erasing this. I just, I just don't care. Because anymore, I'm just watching more and more movies. But I, I, I thought last season was it. I was fine with how they ended it and stuff. Did, John, did, Sean, did Sean Astin make it? No, he died in the first season. Oh, well, I didn't even make it that far. Yeah, he died in the first season. I thought it was going to be really good, but I just like Lost and it just, it, it just, it was going a season too long and it, it just, it, it didn't have to go another season. And like I said, outside of Fett the Exterminator, that is the only reason to keep watching that. So I just deleted it. Just farted it out of there. Yep, just like The Walking Dead last year. Yeah. Didn't care. My big problem with uh, the strain is that the word Strigoli makes you want to eat some pasta real bad. <laughs> the first thing, I don't even know who that character is, and yeah, you're right. It makes me want to eat pasta. Yeah, it just, it, the strain, I, I liked the premise of it. I liked where they were going, but it seemed they were quickly starting to lose their way. And when they decided this was they're going to do another season, I was like, no, there's no need. Well... Do you want to get to questions? Ah, if you like. Okay, let's let's get to. I'm gonna do. I didn't say anything. We'll to get anybody, the news after questions. Yeah, I will. Uh, you, 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 Tim. You've made an enemy. I don't know if you know this, but Tristan is pissed at us. Yeah, he said I couldn't. Dude, I could not find his questions. They've got to be there somewhere. He was watching Close Encounters last week. Yeah, I could not find his questions. He but he was also, he also said he was going to email them to me before the show. Well. And he, and he never did. He yells at me. He yells at me, even though you're the question guy. Tim's got one job, and when he fucks it up, I get yelled at for him. <laughs> so, if Tristan's out there listening, I'm sure he is, yell at Tim. Tim fucked this up, I didn't. Well, I, he, he did not. Send any questions this week. No, he didn't, damn it. But anyway, we do have a bunch. Oh, we have a ton all over the place, so are you ready? I think we're live. I hope we're live. You ready? I am. We'll start with John Cross. It's questions, everybody. Questions, yeah. Who's tits? Blade Runner stripper tits or sorority house massacre tits? Blade Runner had, yeah, it did have tits in it. Yeah, the stri- yeah, the stripper dad is, uh, one of the people from Nexus 6. Uh, I'm going, I'm going with Sorority House Master Yeah, they give you variety. Yeah, there's more than one. <laughs> uh, John Cross also asks, how many David Hebners does it take to change a bed? Now, who's Dave Hebner? Isn't he the ref in WWF? No, that's Hebner. This is Hebner, he says. I don't know who that Hebner. is. Tim, do you know we'll who say, that is? I, I'm not. I'm drawing a blank right now, so we'll we'll say five. <laughs> I'm gonna Maybe. I'm gonna do the. Uh, I'm going to go the old uh, Price is Right strategy and say zero. I'm gonna lowball you. 
Uh, Jeff Goldblum fights Joey Pants in the Thunderdome. Which mid-90s hair ba- metal ban- band is playing? Well, it's not who wins, because Goldblum wins that. Dawkins. <laughs> Well, which reminds me, too, before we continue, not only is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is playing twice on Sci-Fi Channel next Saturday. Fuck yeah, everybody. Mark your calendars. Next, that's where Kyle's going to be at Adoring Wasteland, watching Thunderdome. But next Friday night throughout the entire day of Saturday into early Sunday morning, Steven Seagal direct-the-video marathon on Sony Movie Channel. Shit, they must all be taking a fucking vacation day that day. <laughs> Put this crack off there. Because I was looking through there, and I believe it is every direct-to-video movie Steven Seagal did from 1999 Damn. to 2010. It, the only one they're missing is Against the Dark with the vampires and Oh, that's the Stuff only like good that. one. Yeah, but the rest, of, yeah, because they got the foreigner in there. They got Urban Justice in there with Eddie Griffith Jr. Uh, they, oh, I was looking at all of them. They got, they're all over the place in those. Uh, John Cross wants to know, could you cast Jim Wynorski's remake of Blade Runner? Would I cast it? Yes. Um. Okay. Jim Wynorski's remake. Jim it's like 1987 Jim Wynorski, or sure. like now Jim Wynorski? Oh, it now Jim Wynorski. Miles, just uh, think of uh, new unknown porn stars. I'm going to say right now, uh, the role of J.S. Sebastian will be played by Dick Miller. Okay. Um, Michelle Bauer will be Pris. Yes. Um, I, I, You know what? I, I will throw in, since it is Wynorski... I might have to throw in maybe like a Kelly, Mar- a Kelly Maroney. As the stripper. Yes. Yeah. Her or Pris. Okay. Um, trying to think who would be fucking Roy Batty. Well, I'm just going to keep Brian James as Brian James. Oh, even yeah. dead Brian James would be still awesome. I, I'm keeping Brian James in the same role. Uh,. I don't know who Roy Batty would be. I can't. I'm not going to recast that role. I, it's yeah. not going to do it. Harrison Ford would be played by Stephen Machette. <laughs> 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 Just because. I want Stephen Machette in every fucking movie. As the graveyard shifter. Yeah, as Warwick. <laughs> mm. Never mind, I'll get to it in the news. We have a new Stephen King rap movie coming out, Tim. Ooh, yeah. cool. I think it might awesome. be a I Warwick. Lo- uh, I want to hear that. I think uh, it's, a, it's a Warwick a origin story called 1922, starring Thomas oh, Jane. Oh, oh. It's awesome. Uh, I, I'm, like, in between with Thomas Jane, so it could be good, it could be bad. True. Okay. John Cross wants to know, is there a better performance in a sci-fi channel movie than Barry Bostwick in Blast Vegas? Um, I told him no, because Barry Bostwick was fucking awesome in that movie. Barry Bostwick in Megaforce was awesome, too. Deeds not words, man. Deeds not words. Mm. There's a lot of them. I don't know. It's It's hard to say. Uh, Eric Estrada in the Chupacabra versus the Alamo. I don't know, man. Yeah, what about, a... what about Foresight's in the Chupacabra on the oil rig movie? 
That wasn't. Hey. A, I, I don't believe that was a sci-fi movie. You're oh. talking about Ghost Rig or yeah, The Rig? The Rig. Okay, yeah, I don't think that was a sci-fi channel movie, but I know what you're talking about. It counts. That's the quality, not the, <laughs> the quality I'm sure he's talking about here, not the actual channel. Uh, I'm sorry, Bostwick. The only person that might come close is Corin Nemec. Um, In everything? Yeah, not Robocroc, but uh, oh, what was the alligator one he was in? I'm trying to think. But he, yeah, it, it, he's he's a close second. I'm going to put Mickey Dolenz from the Robocroc versus Mecha Gator. I think that's the one. The one with Tiffany and Debbie Gibson in it. Oh, yeah, it's um, uh, Mega Piranha versus Gatoroid. Or yeah, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Mega Shark. Me- no, it's not a shark. It's a gator and a snake. Uh, okay, well... Lorenzo Lamas is in the shark one. Yeah, well, it's Mega Snake versus Gatoroid. That's it, yeah. Tim Wilder wants to know, have the Juggalos come back, or have they developed a society based on Fago under Kyle's house? <laughs> oh, the Juggalos down the street? They've been pretty quiet, man. I think they actually might have moved. Mm. Which I hope is not the case, because, you know, who's going to fix my plumbing, then? God damn it. Uh, Charlie Fleming wants to know, why would you sully a phenomenal discussion on the legendary Sorority House Massacre 2 with talk about a mediocre, boring shit fest like Blade Runner? We're going to talk about this later, Charlie. He also wants to know, what is Ridley Scott's obsession with it raining indoors? How many movies can you can he put that in? Ailing, get props, because you know, Yafat fucking Kodo. Fuck Yafat Kodo, fucking asshole. Because aliens, right? Yeah. yeah. Gary was there that day I got Yeah, I, by I seen him get dissed by Yafat Kodo. It wasn't cool. Bitch. Fucking look like goddamn Kool Aid Man. He had a big red pimp jumpsuit on. I was like, man, I really he fucking shit my day that day. <laughs> he really did. He just I was having a good time. I, I, and then I all think the sudden, line is uh, we're talking here. He was I think he was talking to talking Santa to Claus from Santa Satellite the other night. I think yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to talk to my friend here. I'm like, I'm sorry. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> John John Satzer wants to know, with Wasteland coming up, I thought I would have some questions inspired by it. First, what is your favorite Tom Atkins movie and why? I'll let you tackle that. Oh, man. Gary, you could get in on this. Yeah, you go first, Gary, because I'm going to have to think. Well, it's Night of the Creeps. It's kind of hard not to pick Night of the Creeps in my opinion. Yeah, it is. is, If if he's well-featured in Night of the Creeps. Yeah. And it's kind of hard because it's like Halloween three is yeah, right there. Yeah, those also. are the two I'm like tied with. I don't know. Yeah, if but if there is one I'm gonna pick him showing up in and people forget about is Creep Show and Escape from New York. He's not in Escape from New York too much though. I, I couldn't no, that's what I'm thing. saying. He has yeah. little rules in Creep Show and Escape from New York. People tend to forget about him being in those. Um, and the the fog, the fog is immediately disqualified because nobody wants to mustache Tom Atkins. Yeah, that's that's like <laughs> Tom Atkins in the fog. But he does get to bang Jimmy Lee Curtis in it. Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count. Doesn't have a mustache, dude. Yeah, but it was just there was no point to him banging her. To is just there? Is there a Tom? But, but I mean that begs the question: Does Tom Atkins exist without the mustache? I say no. Yes, he does. Because no, he doesn't but, have it in Creepshow also. That's well, not, this, this, this isn't documented, but I'm pretty sure that he got replaced with bootleg Tom Atkins and Prince of Darkness. 
Just because he didn't sport the mustache and the fog, I think. You know they wanted Tom Atkins in Prince of Darkness to lead that movie with fake bust mustache man. But I like that with guy. Simon and Simon. Yeah, with Simon and Simon guy. They couldn't get Atkins. So they just the man was cashed by the mustache alone. But you uh, can't deny after he bangs that chick and walks out all shirtless on the porch, just basking in his own glory is one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, I can't decide, dude. It's, it's, I don't know, man. Creeps is like, that's Atkins where he shows you, man. That guy can fucking act. Yeah, that, like, and I was going to say, that's like, outside of Halloween 3, Night of the Creeps, and that, I, Gary, I'm with Gary. That's the movie that comes to my mind anytime Tom Atkins is mentioned. But Halloween 3, like, that character is such a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's garbage, but yeah. he's awesome. Uh, and, and he's drunk all the time, but you love him because he's Atkins. Because and... he's a piece of garbage that's trying to save the world. Yeah. I, I'm, that's a tie, dude. I don't know. You gotta ask me just whatever day it is. It might be uh, different answer. John wants to know, second question is, what is your favorite Leanna Quigley character? Everyone goes for Return of Living Dead, but I think she's better in Night of the Demons. Thank yes, you, she John. is. It's a lesser, it's a lesser movie, but yeah, she's better than Night of the Demons. Yeah, I, I, I will throw one other one out there that I enjoyed her in. Well, two, but one that's legit. Slime, uh, sorority babe slime bowl ram. Yeah. Yep. That's the only one she's really playing, playing like a bimbo in. She's kind of like, you know. She's a punk. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to break into the bowling alley. I don't care but, what Charlie says. I'm picking I, trash. So fuck you, Charlie. But then no, again, this that... is John. This is oh, John. Oh, God. I thought it was Charlie. Then I, again, I... If, if, if John hasn't seen it, Nightmare Sisters does have a scene where they're just taking a bath for no reason, three of them. And, you know, it oh, goes on yeah. for like well, five minutes. Yeah, there's a reason that's called Nightmare Sisters. But also, too, I was going to say <laughs> Leanna Quigley in uh, Creepazoids. Yeah, Pretty it's good. all good. I've been wanting to watch that movie again. It's been a while. Pretty good. Um, the only real guilt trip is if you see her naked and you, you turned on... You just think about that scene in Savage Street, she's getting brutally raped by those dudes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you know what, Gary, then you could put on the scene from the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's a good where one, she, too, where she's impaled where on the antlers. Where she gets impaled on the antlers. Oh, man. That's kind of a palate cleanser. Let me ask you a question, because you guys Savage might know. Streets. What's the movie with Linnea Quigley where her boyfriend comes back from the dead? But he's got a pipe stuck through him. My boyfriend's back. Okay. I've wondered. I've always wondered what the hell that was. <laughs> he's got a pipe stuck through. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, like a 1989, I think that movie came out. We're talking about the same My Boyfriend's Back with the girl from Fright Night Part 2 in it and stuff? I don't think there... it's a different one. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe there's actually three movies called My Boyfriend's Back, actually. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Um, because the one with Linnea Quigley was retitled, I believe, twice before they used that title. Because I've seen it, like, foreign DVDs with the other titles. Gotcha. Uh, John's asking, been listening to old shows. I, too, love the... I enjoy the genius of Bobcat in Hot to Trot. Kyle, have you seen Bigfoot movie Willow Creek, and did you like it? I haven't seen it. I've been told that it's... Really, it's really fucking bad. And Addison, of course, posted the link to movies to watch on a rainy afternoon. Hot to trot on the page. Mm-hmm. Hot to trot is fucking classic shit. 
It's, it's kind of like Streets of Fire. Like to find folks who haven't seen it yet, you just make them sit down and watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. Gary made me watch Streets of Fire for the first time, and I said, I love this movie, but Michael Pere sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's, oh. it's kind of it's, it's he's kind of not wrong about that, Tim, because there's so many other great characters yeah. in that film that, that aren't him, you know. Yeah, everybody in that movie is awesome. Way better than Michael Pere. Michael Pere no, is a charisma vacuum in that fucking I am going to ask a question that will either spark controversy or will make yous really think. Now, will this win us rondos? <laughs> because we check the ticker right now, but I don't think we've won rondos yet. I am survey said. Zero point zero. Mm. You get... Nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! Uh, I hope it does. Uh, Addison Binkett wants to know, what's a worse movie franchise? Hellraiser or Children of the Corn? Oh, it's Hellraiser. Yeah, see? This is what I I was looking for. I want to see Hellraiser because a lot of those films, those sequels... We're not written as Hellraiser movies, whereas these Children of the Corn sequels, which I don't have a problem with. If you would have said Hellraiser versus the Silent Night, Deathly Night series, I would have said, well, let me tell you about the Hellraiser series. Uh, yeah, but um, I, but I, I'm one of those folks who think Children of the Corn series is consistently okay. They're, they're not great, but they're okay. I like that. Consistently okay. <laughs> <laughs> they both suffer from... The same company trying to make projects that just like, fuck it, slap this on it, put this character, a.k.a. the Cenobites in it for two minutes, or a.k.a. a cornfield, even if they're in New York City, in the back of an apartment building, I think, which was hey, the they made, Children they of the Corn 4. It was three. Yeah. It was three. three. There you go. Yeah. Because I watched all the Children of the Corn movies. But they have a certain thing to it where that's what they do. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Hellraiser as the worst because, yeah, those movies get real fucking bad. But at least the Children of the Corn movies, you've got Charlize Theron's in one. You got Fred Williamson in one. They're kind of consistent. They're just which, not- by the way, I believe also next Saturday, El Rey Network is playing Hellraiser three. Through Hellraiser 8. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass. But yeah, you keep going, Kyle. Not, not a big fucking Hell... I've never been a big Hellraiser fan. Like, two yeah, is awesome. I don't care about one. I just don't care. I like the first one. I like the second one. It just... They really went off the rails. I mean, four... Yeah, it's... I love it, four. We love... I think it's that's a, documented. We love four. Yeah, it's a complete shit fest that got better with age, and you realize what happened behind the scenes, and you enjoy it as it's aged. Yeah. But the sequels, yeah, there's just no excuse. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. In the Children of the Corn movies, for the love of God, what is it, Children of the Corn 8? Genesis? With Billy Drago? Oh, yeah. They pulled that that out of their butt? They pulled big with Billy Drago and a lot of things. Billy Drago was in the the, the Tremors prequel. Yep. <laughs> yes, he was. I got to give props to Billy Drago. He comes to conventions and doesn't charge. 
That's wow. awesome. Yeah. I've never seen him at a show, but I'm waiting for the day. Yeah, he was at the Days of the Dead convention with Mick Garris. Didn't charge anybody anything. That's cool. That's really cool. I don't think Mick Garris charged anybody either. That's that. See, I like hearing that. Mm-hmm. I only, even though I'm not a big Mick Garris fan, <coughs> I like hearing that kind of stuff. Hey, that's, he's, pulling, he's pulling the names for that podcast of his, though. I haven't I listened like, to it yet, but it's pretty good. I like it. You will not believe like the shit that he was involved in behind the scenes, like Aliens, Empire. Ev- that guy was in Hollywood everywhere behind the scenes. Oh, McGarris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that. All kind of shit. Yeah, I I know. His podcast is really good. I like it. Yeah, that is why I know he gets the respect he gets. He was kind of like, he wasn't like the fixer like Steve Miner, like the bring in on a sequel every time. But he was the guy like doing stuff when other people just weren't doing it. He was the guy you go to when you're like, hey, uh, we need a mediocre to shitty Stephen King adaptation. Yeah, Sleepwalkers. Go for it. I love Sleepwalkers. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I, I enjoy the horribleness of it. Fucking oh, Don Perlman gets stabbed with a piece of corn in that movie. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, but Ben Crawford wants to know, would you still nail Daryl Hannah? And what if only? What if the only way she'd do it was if James Hong was watching? Out of respect to James Hong, yes. Well, every time I've seen James Hong, I've met him a few times. He's always eating a banana. So if he's eating the banana while he's watching us having sex, yeah, sure, why not? You know. You think James Hong has a banana fetish? I think. <laughs> I, just, I think James I Hong just, has. I would just want James Hong to break into Lopan. He did. He did once for me with the same show. Me and Cal Ray, He gave me the Lopan style. It was amazing. You know. I would just yeah. love. I just love for him to break into Lopan in the wheelchair. Old guy Lopan just wanted to break into that. Just because. Oh, but anyhow. See, this is uh, why you just made me depressed that I never got to meet uh, Dennis Dunn or not Dennis Dunn. Um, fuck. Other, no, I, we fucked that one up. Um, oh, he's one of my favorites. He's Prince of Darkness Chinese guy. Oh, uh, Egg uh, Shen. Victor Wong. Yeah, Victor Wong. Yeah, Egg Shen. Egg Shen. I want to hear. I would fucking jizz my pants if he broke into. Egg I would Egg love Shen. to just. I would love to hear him just tell stories and then randomly pick his nose and put it on his coat. <laughs> Freezes boogers. And just uh, and then you get to hear that Eddie Murphy voice just be like, yeah, just it, wait out there, save right. it for later. Don't cut yourself <laughs> on that frozen booger. Uh, they left their, their wives and families to be this beautiful Chinatown that you'll see here before you. Oh. <laughs> ben Crawford wants to know you're in a desert walking along in the sand. Uh, it, will come, in the sand. it will come out no more. <laughs> when all of a sudden you Black look down, you you mean oil? Uh, no, I mean black blood of the earth. Sorry. No, you're fine. Crawford's doing the Blade Runner test on you. Oh, okay. He wants to know you're in a desert walking along in the sand when all of a sudden you look down, you see a tortoise. It's crawling toward you. I'm you not reach, a replicant. You reach down, you flip the tortoise over on its back. The tortoise lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun, beating its legs, trying to turn itself over, but it can't. Not without your help, Kyle. But you're not helping. Why is that, Kyle? Because tortoises, man? What's a tortoise? <laughs> Turtle, right? 
I'd just be uh, like, what the fuck's a turtle doing in the desert? This is not where it's supposed to be. Uh, Crawford also wants to know, it's your birthday. Someone gives you a calfskin wallet. How do you react? I don't understand that question. Like, why, why would she be pissed that it's a calfskin wallet? I don't get it. I, I didn't understand that at all. Which craft is up to 15? Uh-huh. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, they just released one. Is it full porno now? Like, I feel it should be. I, I'm not totally sure, but, like, somebody just sent me an invite saying, uh, you should check out Witchcraft, the longest-running series in horror group. It really is. You really shouldn't, though. <laughs> Yeah. Someday I want to sit down and watch all of them because there's like some mega box set of these coming out. Jesus Christ! What's it going to be? Fourteen dollars at Walmart because this is a pretty cheap ass movie. I, but there is it, it's Witchcraft fifteen Blood Rose. Fuck those movies! Fuck them! They're terrible. Boo! <laughs> Kill the podcast. <laughs> And, Mike and apparently there's a 16. Of course they make it on a fucking cell phone, I'm sure. I am sure somebody's making those with a cell phone by now. Yeah, apparently 16 was in production this past summer. No one cares. See? <laughs> you hear that okay. silence? No one cares. I gotta get away from the witchcraft page. Here's, here's the crickets, see? Yep. Okay, I gotta go make sure there isn't any more questions. You don't want to get Tristan mad at us again. I, I, he hasn't said anything. Well, from now on, Tristan, at four in the morning, don't yell at me on Facebook, yell at Tim. (laughs) Dude, his questions did not show up. I know it was about close encounters. I believe you, but I did not find those. Yeah, we can't find them now, so I guess we're just going to yeah. start over. Um, uh, do you have any more questions? I have no questions, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I'm out here. We're so, all out of- let's get out of here. We're done, everybody, on Facebook. See ya. Um, anyway, uh, we do have news, Tim. Let's get to the news, sir. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Okay. Uh, fucking <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis broke the internet and put on her old clothes from Halloween and posted a picture and people shit themselves. And you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. Do you guys think this new Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis bullshit's going to happen? I don't see how it can. How do they bring her back? Because she's dead. She fell off that building. Yeah, she's Maybe. dead. Well, they're, they're doing what they did last time, where they had Halloween 1 and 2, and then they made H2O, ignoring all the other sequels. <laughs> and then they're doing this thing now, where they're going to ignore all the other sequels again past Halloween 2, and make it a deep continuation from Halloween 2 again. God damn it, can we stop? You're asking horror fans to think way too much there, Gary. They're asking them to ignore two sets of sequels. I enjoyed H2O. I think they screwed it up. I think they screwed it up with Halloween Resurrection, and it has nothing to even do with killing off Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, they were doing that thing, you know, where they say, hey, we own this property, but only until we stop stop making movies. Hey, let's make another one. 
And, you know, yeah, that's when you got Halloween Resurrection out of. Hmm. Do you care? I... I don't know. Oh, no. My phone is just, like, randomly fucking doing something weird. Okay, whatever phone. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm done with the Halloween franchise. I like the first two. The third one is fucking awesome, but doesn't belong in the series. And then after that, I'm done. I don't care. I I just think they screwed up so bad that they're so wanting to try. And that's the problem. It, it will to fix make something. Yeah, it will. But they're trying to fix something that didn't need fixed in the first place. And don't give me a fucking origin story for fuck's sake. Yes, don't do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Please no. I, look, I'll be the first one in line to see the new Halloween, but that's just a franchise I've kind of been done with forever. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know. I, I like, you know what? I, I think it's, without Donald Pleasance, I don't give a shit. And I think that's the other factor that no one's actually sat there and looked at, that without Dr. Loomis' character, you know, without Donald Pleasance's presence, just being in the films, it's kind of lost its luster. Uh-huh. It's really lost. And that's why I said H2O, like it or hate it, I think they did right by when Donald Pleasance died and doing a sequel the way they did. But them rushing into Halloween Resurrection and knowing the abomination it was going in before you even set foot on that set, just it was unforgivable. And then you let Busta Rhymes dictate what goes on in the movie. Oh, you let the you let the uh, fucking test crowd dictate that they liked they liked Busta and Busta died, so Busta can't die. Yeah, I would like to know who that test crowd is because that test crowd needed gassed. You don't need test crowds; they're stupid. Yes. Fucking dumb. I just don't care. They're obviously current members of the Flipboat Squad. If they were, they were there for Busta Rhymes. They had them all in check. Ooh-ha. Because everybody knows the Flipboat's the greatest. It is? And, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'll go see it, but kind of done. I, I may see it if they can figure out something, but they, it just, as Gary was explaining how it's all going down, I'm sorry, you're asking us to think way too much for a horror movie that was never about thinking, it was just about the boogeyman, yeah. plain and simple. That's what ruined it in the first place, overthinking that. Yep. Anyway. Uh, Tim? Spookies is out? Question mark? No, it isn't. Fuck that person. What the shit is this? It, hey, I saw screen grabs, and it is cleaned up. It looks like the best I've ever seen it. And I bet you any amount of money, the person that did that is doing it just like anybody else that oh, is selling spookies right now. Oh, no, it's not legit by far. Dude did a fan project of that. I, I'm sorry. If you're going to restore it, actually restore it. But what the hell is 2K? Let alone 4K. I don't know. 
I don't know, but it looks a lot. I'm, I, do I do I fucking do I buy it? No, no, because I like how it says ultra rare. It's like, who are you, Code Red? <laughs> Shots fired, Tim. I mean, honest to God, come on. Are we talking about the Savage Streets DVD here? Oh, where, uh, where, if we do go and get this, does it never come to my house unless I pay you $75? Well, it is called Less Spookies. Yeah. Or yeah, like, it, I, I it is a Less Spookies. Yeah. And I want to know when, like, the Spanish Spider-Man shows up in it. <laughs> That would be fucking badass. Dude. That's 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 why Severin is is uh, infinitely cooler than Code Red. See, yeah, I don't no, know, if, man. No, you know what? Severin is actually legit. Code Red, I, I still question. But as of right now, there's a hundred ones left at the slick curb for the for the Devil's Reign. So get on that, people. You know, pass. Uh, I'm not, I don't like that movie too much. I like the Devil's Reign, but or at least to buy it from Code Red. Yeah, no, so it's, it's Severin. Oh, I, I okay. like The Devil's Reign. I've seen their, like, Blu-ray pack or whatever, but guess what? It wasn't too long ago that movie was public domain. Mm-hmm. And I'll just watch that. <laughs> no offense. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to buy a movie called Lace Spookies from Quebec, Canada. But, like, that's the thing. I don't understand how what, just a Quebec release would... You know, we're pretty sure that this won't come out in America because of rights issues. I would not be surprised this is a film student. Um, good for him, that, too, man. Yeah, exactly. If this is the way you're getting your name out there, <laughs> it's good and bad. But, hey, more power to you. You're able to do this. This is no different than what everybody was doing with Night of Living Dead for the past how many years. And everybody was bitching, hey, why are you remaking that? Hey, why are you restoring Night of the Living Dead and putting new scenes into Night of the Living Dead? Oh, God, I pretend like that shit didn't happen. It is a better question, you know, with all due respect to Mr. Romero. He worked on the movie as well. Why is that remake better than the original? Because it just is, you know. What, the remake of Night of the Living Dead? I think it's better than the original. I think it's very good. I don't think it's better than the original. Uh, yeah, I, only, I see, for me, it's a tie, but I will always love the remake. I think the remake... I like the... Uh, both of those endings are fucking awesome. Yes, but I was going to say, the remakes... Savini did a brilliant job with that. and You got a lot that, of those actors in that movie. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie got bashed when it first came out for no apparent reason, other than being a remake of Night of the Living Dead. And it was really well done, and still is. And I still say that movie is made five to ten years before its time. Because if it's made now, people are clamoring for Patricia Tallman being the being uh, you know Savini putting her in like the the woman just bashing all the zombies and everything else. She would replace Mila Jovovich as Hey, we gotta look up to her. No, you don't. Patricia Tolman did it twenty-five years before your dumbass. Yes. Yep. I didn't realize Patricia Tolman was in like all those old like Night Riders and shit. She was. She's in a bunch of weird. She was like in the Star Trek shows, uh-huh. like Deep Star, Deep Six Nine, or whatever in the hell it was. But yeah, she's in a bunch of different stuff you wouldn't think she was in. She. Darkness. She had a de- yeah. She was a fan of Evil Dead. 
She's had a decent career. Good for her, as as well you should be, because everybody loves Evil Dead. Well, well, if you did it today, you, you couldn't you couldn't use Tom Tolls as Harry Cooper, which is just the standout performance of that film, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best, <laughs> that, just that character, best asshole in film history. Oh, yes. Mr. Cooper, yes. Best asshole ever in movies. Yeah. But he'd, be, he'd be screaming, man. It's safer down there. Yep. Oh, gosh. Anyway, that's the news. Uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, Gary's going to talk about the Kingsman, the Golden Compass, the Golden Circle. Golden Compass. The Golden Compass. That's a Doesn't that involve Nicole Kidman? Let's hope not. We're from the Kingsman Taylor's shop in London. Maybe you've heard of us? Today marks the beginning of a new age. Wait, I'm going to show you. Say goodbye to the Kingsmen. Kind of got a bit of a save the world situation here. Welcome to Statesman. As your American cousins, we'll be working side by side. Let's get started. We've got brains, skills, skipping rope. It's a lasso. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? Oh, King's Been the Golden Circle is a sequel to uh, the, the original one, obviously, to where you have the main character, Eggsy, who's still who's a full-on... Uh, Kingsman, uh, Asian, or whatever the hell you call those people. They, they, they dress very well. And uh, he gets attacked by a dude with a metal arm. And dude with a metal arm happens to work for uh, a super evil genius, uh, super villain, played by Julianne Moore. So glad the fact she still gives me a boner makes me so happy all after all these years. <laughs> I will second you on the... She gives me a boner, too. <laughs> but um, she plays a super villain who... Is a massive drug dealer in Cambodia who basically distributes drugs all the way through the world. Yeah, and she uh, is basically planning to poison everybody in the world with, with, with her drugs, and and holding the America holding the holding the world hostage with her antidote. And she lives in a a, a village that she built herself in Cambodia, basically made of like 1950s like diners and restaurants and stuff, because she loves Americana, but she can't leave Cambodia because she's uh, she sells a lot of drugs, and. <laughs> It's, 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 it's really strange, but it's like really like cartoony in a really wonderful way. But uh, Channing Tatum shows up as like uh, uh, they have a whole group in the states where where they're where whereas in, in in the UK they're they're tailors, 
but in in the states, they're they're, they're whiskey makers. They make whiskey, and it's run by the the dude himself. The dude. The, the dude. dude himself. Yeah. I was wondering where he fit into this movie. But yeah, it's <laughs> look. He walks. In, that's Jeff. That's the dude. He walks in any movie. Damn well pleases him. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it's just like, I wanted to know where he fit in, because it was like, The Kingsman, it was kind of like one of those things, oh, I didn't know he was in it until late, because it was like, yeah, I'll wait for that to come on video, and then it was like, then I heard he was in it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should go to the theater to see He doesn't do a whole lot in the movie, basically, the reason why they come to the States is that this evil villain, who, who uh, who's, whose who's person is the guy with the metal arm, Hacks into the Kingsman's computer and find out where all the Kingsman, all the Kingsman locations are, and blows them all to shit with missiles. So they're all disbanded and whatnot. So they find out this secret, this secret place through through a whiskey bottle. Of course, they're all getting drunk on this whiskey, and that is a secret area like theirs in the states that where, they, where their cover is that they make whiskey and it's run by the dude I mentioned. And Channing Tatum is like his number one agent. And you don't see a whole lot of him, and I don't want to give it too much away, but you'll see a lot more of him in the second, in the, in the next installment of this one, Make Some Money, which I think it will. But um, Julianne Moore is great, bonertastic. For, for some reason, she, she 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 kidnaps Elton John and makes him do concerts for her and I shit was, like I that. I saw Elton John in the credits. I'm like, what the fuck is Elton John doing in this movie? And he's kind of hilarious in this movie. So I, I would recommend uh, people go out and go see this. If you really like if you really like that first one, it's action-packed from pretty much the beginning to the end, hyper-violent. It's, uh, of course, overly political because we live in that kind of world. Last time it was Obama, this time it's Trump. You know, a Trump-like president in this movie who we want to negotiate with terrorists, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I forgot, I forgot. And this is pretty hilarious because uh, Julianne Moore has a, a pair of robot dogs that do, that do her bidding, and it's hilarious. So there you go. Kings are in the Golden Circle. Check it out. I like this. I like the first one, Tim. We didn't get to see this one. But I'm, I'm, I, I yeah, I like the first one. Though. Jesus Christ, man! I swear to God, every fucking movie I've seen for the last three years in the theater has had this fucking trailer on it, and I'm like, yeah. did this movie just fucking come out already? For fuck's sakes, they have been promoting the shit out of this, and yeah, I like the fucking first one a lot. I went back to it two or three times. I still love the scene where Samuel L. Jackson makes everybody's head explode. Yeah, it's for the best. It, you had me sold it, Robot Dogs. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get to the theater and see this, but it uh, maybe, maybe next. Pretty great. Week. Check it out. I'll be it's, there for a while, probably. Yeah, I I hope it does pretty good. I like the violence in this. I love Mark Strong too. Yeah, Mark Strong. He sings. <laughs> he sings a country song in this film. I'm not going to give it away, but he really loves John Denver for some reason in this movie. You know. <laughs> Tim, are you going to check this out? At some point, I am. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Uh, I, I like this series, and you, you know, a third one. Okay, I'm down with that. Now, I gotta ask: Are there Kingsmen all over different countries? Like, if they pick up, you know, like kilts, are they going to find like the uh, the Scotsman version of the Kingsmen? Uh, they're all kilt makers. Is there a Chinese version that just make noodles? Well, they only they only. They, I, I, that'd be very cool if it was, but they only mention 
their location, which gets blown to shit. And this, 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 this whiskey distillery in Kentucky, which is, uh, home of the, what do you call it, the Statesman or something like that? I think, I think they're called, the they're called the Statesman, I think. But same deal, but they're, they're cowboys, obviously. Of course, there's, uh, somebody evil that they don't think is evil. Colin Firth comes back. I won't tell you how, because that's a big spoiler in the movie. I don't even remember him dying in the first one. Like, she gets shot in the face by Samuel Jackson after that big old church massacre. Oh, the church. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's, it's, it's like two hours and 15 minutes, but it doesn't feel like it. It just, it just runs. But I, I, I need a more, I need a more, I need a more Channing Tatum because he was, he was advertised pretty high in these films. And he was fun for the short time he was on screen, but. Something happens where he gets incapacitated, so he's not in the film all that long. Oh, man, that sounds like a fucking rip. But it's not, though, so it's a lot of fun. It's okay. a lot of fun. I'll trust you. I'll check it out. Um, Tim? Yes, sir. Slumber party, ma- sleep away, ma- fuck, sorority <laughs> house massacre. Yeah, no. sorority house massacre 2. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish... A house abandoned. We're going to turn this into the best sorority house in school. That holds a secret. A Ouija board. Let's shake up the spirit world. An evil that has resided for centuries and is about to be awakened. My dad said that Nut was somehow in league with the devil. Uh, this sequel was directed by Jim Wynorski. We all know him from Chopping Mall, but his many other uh, films under several different names, including uh, lots of softcore porn movies in the past, in recent years. Uh, Wynorski is a the low-budget guy to, to go to. He and Fred Olin Ray were, like, going head-to-head in the two guys you went to during the mid-'80s to make low-budget films for the video stores. Well, when Norsky, somehow, I'm not sure how he got involved in this project, but I'm guessing just because they wanted to do a sequel to the 1986 movie, does uh, starts filming, film this movie in seven days in, la- in early October of 1990. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think what helped was they used some stock footage from Slumber Party Massacre 1. And the, basically what happens is the sorority girls, they buy a place, they buy a new house uh, for them to basically hang out at. They needed a new place, apparently. They find one cheap. And, of course, this has a history. Five years before they bought it, old Hawk Stedler, uh killed his family. Hawk Stedler just happens to be the driller killer from Slumber Party Massacre, as they show in the flashbacks. And they, you know, eventually, 
how they're telling the story, Peter Spellows, who is Orville Ketchum, is introduced into the story. But anyhow, the sorority girls... It's a shared universe. Oh, my God, they were doing it before Marvel. Yes. Uh, they were unsure of the place because they got to clean it up, but they got to stay of the night, of course, because, you know... Everybody's coming at 6 in the morning. The electrician, their light company, the phone company, they're all coming at 6 in the morning. And basically, they decide they're going to have a party. Orville Ketchum comes across the street, tells the story about Hockstedler, explains to him about all the blood and everything. And uh, Orville is just like, yeah, I should have stopped him, and he's a slow-moving dude. And... (laughs) They're creeped out by him because they think Orville Ketchum is the dude that's going to kill them, even though no one's killing them yet. Meanwhile, there's a detective that goes to the strip club because, again, not a flashback, but a flashback in story where the girl supposedly, even though they answered this in Slumber Party Massacre 2, the younger sister that's basically creeping around everyone in Slumber Party Massacre 1 is now a stripper, and he goes and sees her and asks her questions by Orville Ketchum because he always believes Ketchum had something to do with the murders but can never prove it. She gives him a story to go through things, basically to flesh out the movie a little bit longer so the movie isn't only 60 minutes long. Basically get through that part. Now, strange things, noises are happening in the house. They see Ketchum, they think he's there to kill them. Even though he isn't, people start disappearing in the house, and it's this hooded, covered all in black person that's killing each sorority girl one by one throughout the whole thing. Uh, and also, too, killing them with like a, I don't know, it's not like exactly a meat cleaver, it's not like a hook. It's one of those hooks uh, meat guys use. Yeah, it's like a big fucking meat wrangling device yeah yeah like they're grabbing like stacks of ribs or something yeah it's what the chick gets hung on in chainsaw massacre yes but it's much smaller yeah it's got a handle yeah yeah and they're basically the dude from i know what you did last summer he's Mm. the one it's using it you come to find out that after the girls did or tried they claimed to have a seance or use a ouija board to contact the spirit of Hockstedler or whoever is in the house, uh, apparently we find out Jessica, one of the sorority girls, is possessed by Clive Hockstedler, uh, who killed his family, and now he's trying to kill them all. Meanwhile, because they think Orville is the one trying to kill him, each sorority girl basically takes a shot at him, either stabbing him, kick him in the nuts, uh, putting his head into a wall, just beating the living bejesus out of Peter Spellows, who, by the way, people, if you ever get the chance just to go talk to that dude, He's he awful. showed up. Yeah, he was at the one wasteland, and I just said, dude, I just want to say thank you for being Orville Ketchum and doing that weird-ass Energizer commercial during the 90s. And he just started laughing because every, I was like, we know him as Orville Ketchum. It's like most horror fans know him as that character. Some bitch, like after Sorority House Massacre 2 and Hard to Die, he was in Disney movies as like, you know, the little kid's uncle or a dad. He was like showing up in all these Disney stuff 
And here he is. He did Sorority Massacre 2 and Hard to Die, a.k.a. Sorority Massacre 3. I know him from... He is the perverted dad that gets beat with a toaster in Friday... Or Elm Street 6. Friday, Friday's yeah, dead, yeah. yeah. It's just like this dude, like, he... You know what I mean? It's like... He has this persona that horror fans know him for, but there's a lot of people don't realize. This dude was... I mean, he's still doing voice for cartoons mm-hmm. as I we think speak he did, now. Like, the Transformers and shit. Yeah, like this dude has like a unknown career. He's working. He's doing pretty good for himself. But cool dude, really cool to talk to. Just I wanted to talk to him about the Orville Ketchum story. And the best thing, and I was telling the wife about it. I was just asking him, like, you know, dude, you took some abuse in the movie, and he's like. You would, too, if you just had 20-year-old women just sitting on your lap and running around you the whole time you're working. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, understand. I understand. Yeah. I, think I, I, don't know if, I don't know if they're still up. If you guys want to hear an interview with him, at some point in time, uh, Mike Murphy had a podcast called Hollywood Upside Down, all about Wynorski and um, f- f- not f- Fred Owen Ray movies, I think it was. Yeah, yeah all their movies. And he had an interview with Peter Spillow or something there. So if you guys could find it, check it out. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just, that basically Orville Ketchum, no matter how many times he's stabbed, he's trying to kill Jessica, who's possessed by Hawk Stedler. He believes he's finally did it. The detectives break in. Uh, well, they don't break in. They are let in when they think everyone's dead because the, who is it? The phone guy or somebody finds them. And they go in, and the detective's like, Orville's still alive. And even after Orville has been shot several times, he's still alive after he shoots another girl who is possessed by Hockstedler. And it says, the end, with a question mark, which, of course, kind of leads into Hard to Die, but doesn't. But, yeah, it does show, I believe, flashbacks from Sorority House Massacre 2. So... I, I enjoy this movie. This is one of the movies that just, I crack up. I laugh at this stuff. I miss these types of movies. Uh, it, it just, I think nowadays people try too hard to make these types of movies. But I give, uh, probably Sorority House Massacre two, two and a half out of four stars. But I love the Orville Ketchum character. Uh, I'm, I'm also gonna give it two and a half out of four. Because, yeah, I love this movie. Is like, how badly can we beat Peter Spellow's The Movie? <laughs> yes. Because my thing is, it's not Slumber Party Massacre. No, Slumber which Party is Massacre. Yes. I like it better. I love that first movie. It is ultimately the best one out of any of those. But I do enjoy this random sequel. <laughs> it's the first shared universe. But yeah, I, I, it, two and a half. I love Peter Spellos. Cool dude to me. Uh, just, but just, it, it's just, it's fun stuff. It's hilarious stuff. Yeah, you can't take that shit seriously. It's great. Um, still yeah. never seen the first one or the third one, or Hard to Die. Yeah, Hard to Die is part three. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And I think the the first I, one I, is actually post supposed to be, I believe, a little more serious. Like, just like the sl- the first Slumber Party Massacre movie, mm-hmm. they, like, try to take themselves a little bit serious. A little bit, yeah. I don't know. I've never yeah. seen it. 
Yeah, and we're like this one had nothing to do with that first sorority house massacre movie. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre 2 does have a little bit to do with the first Slumber Party Massacre, so take that. Slumber Party Massacre 2 all day before any of these. Even though I've not seen them, that movie was fucking mesmerizing. I saw it the first time <laughs> at your house. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about fucking Blade Runner. I met her at the Terrell Corporation. You know, the big boys in genetic engineering. They manufacture humans. Hell, they're so human you can't tell them from the real thing, and that's a problem. A big problem. If I didn't care... Say, kiss me. More than words can say... If I didn't care... It's not my kind of place. Then why do I thrill? No choice, pal. I want to say 81. Yeah, I believe so. Maybe 82. Um, yeah, 82. I picked this movie because the you know the sequel is coming out pretty soon. Yep, and I think next weekend I, or two weekends. I can't. I've seen the, all the previews. I've watched the little mini movie about Dave Bautista's character, and I can't for the life of me decide if it looks really good or really bad. I do love the director. He's the guy who directed Prisoners, one of the the goddamn best movies that have been made in the last 20 years that Tim has never seen yet. Nope. That's the, the, that the one with uh, Gyllenhaal and... Um, yeah, and Hugh Jackman. Fucking got the guy changed the radiator. Oh, dude, it is... Tim, it's one of those movies that's horrific and it's not a horror movie. And it is, you need to get, somehow, get your ass a copy of Prisoners, dude. Yeah. And it's just, Dennis Nuevo, I can't say his last name, he's directing the sequel, but I wanted to go back to the 1982 version because every, I, I seem to watch this movie every couple, two, three years, and my opinion of it always changes, of, of the movie in, in whole. Mm. Oh, time out. Somebody's at my door, guys. Give me a second. The government. Oh, God. Trump's going to fucking arrest me. Just a second. Anyway, 
Yeah, like I said earlier, before the break, I had an impromptu visit for my dad, who said, fuck the Steelers, Tim, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, just remind him the Browns lost again. Oh, we're 0-3. We're terrible. God damn, we need a quarterback and a front office and a coach. I thought you loved that guy. We need a coach and an offensive line and a front office and a defensive line and somebody that can catch a ball. No, we're not doing football chat. We're doing Blade Runner chat. Anyway, like I said, this is a movie I go back to about once every two or three years, and my opinion seems to change on the – I like this movie. I think it's a groundbreaking, revolutionary movie. But it has – there's some – there's just something – there's a lot of stuff I don't like in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think the story's pretty cool and awesome. I think Harrison Ford is just dull as shit. I was going to say, there is parts of this movie it is boring. Yeah. I agree with Charlie those, on that. Those parts you, are all the parts that Rucker Hauer isn't in. Yeah, Rucker Hauer is just awesome, especially when, especially when he goes nuts at the end. This is where I noticed. Is this where Tim noticed Rucker Hauer? This um, is where I noticed him. For the yeah, yeah. Probably this would be the first movie I was just like... I like that guy. That yeah. guy is fucking awesome. He, this is the Ru- fuck Harrison Ford in this movie. It's all about Rutger Hauer. But I'm not going to go into the plot because that's probably everybody's seen this. Blade Runners are cops that are sent out to uh, hunt rogue robots that are identical almost to humans, except for they don't have emotion. But they've started to make their own emotions, making them kind of hard to spot. So that's where Harrison Ford comes in and... And they have a fail-safe in them, too. The thing is, they only live for four years, and Rutger Hauer wants more life. So he's hunting down his creator, which is a theme that Ridley Scott never stops talking about. I mean, it has infested the Alien franchise about the theme of man meeting his own maker and killing them. That is what Blade Runner is all about. That's what Aliens has turned into. Um, And for that reason, I like Tony Scott a lot better. I like more Tony Scott movies than I like Ridley Scott movies. (laughs) I think Ridley Scott... As well he should. Yeah, I think Ridley Scott maybe is like a little... He gets a lot more credit than maybe he deserves. Definitely. I think Tony Scott like makes the more watchable movies. I mean, I love that fucking movie Domino and it's a piece of trash. It is not very good, but I have watched a couple times. I love that fucking movie. It's just so insane. It's like he just doesn't give a fuck. It's a watchable-ass movie. Now, this one, it can be a bit of a slog, but it's one of the most beautiful things I was going to say, even still today, visually awesome. I watched a two-hour making of Blade Runner thing that I found on the Fire Stick called Dangerous Days. Holy shit, the model makers in here are just like the stars of the fucking show. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, they were doing everything they could to make that city look like it did. At one, there's there's the Millennium Falcon, they even used a model of it, turned it on its end, and built it into a, a fucking building. There's a kitchen sink that they just glued shit onto to make it look like a building. And it all works. I love, this is one of the best casts ever. Even though I think Harrison Ford, I don't know. There is, there's an argument to be made that Harrison Ford is a terrible actor, but Han Solo and Indiana Jones are pretty awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. But he is guilty as shit of phoning stuff in, especially now. Like Harrison Ford and Bruce Willis are a badge of like, I don't need to see that because I think they're probably just taking the paycheck. I like, I kind of shy away from their newer movies. I watched a piece of crap where Bruce Willis is skateboarding in Venice Beach and looking for his dog or something. See, I think, like, if it's not an action movie, I think Bruce Bruce Willis can do the humor. It's not very good, though. Yeah, no. It's bad? It's bad, yeah. Oh, man. Well, (laughs) the death, I know, I know Dad's going to drag me to Death Witch. Yeah. That is going to be the nail in the Bruce Willis coffin. If that goes bad, which I'm pretty sure it will, because Eli Roth, man, Bruce Willis, you really strain into Malcolm McDowell, Captain Paycheck territory. <laughs> I think I think Harrison Ford's been there for a while because he's got some awful shit. Try to watch. I dare anyone try to watch Hollywood Homicide. That just if, I just fucking put a gun barrel in your mouth and call it a day. That movie's wretched. And Blade Runner is not. Um, I don't know what to say about Blade Runner. Like, I love it. I understand the people that don't like it and the reasons that they don't like it are completely valid. But Jesus Christ, no one in the history of film has ever been cooler on screen than Rutger Hauer is in this movie. I was going to say, see, from as uh, you're taking it, yeah. That is all me right there. There has never been a cooler motherfucker ever to grace the screen than Roy Batty. And yeah, he's just a, he is a cool villain, even though he's even, not yeah. really a villain. No, he just wants more life. Fuck. Yeah. And I don't know what version I watched, but I think this is also a movie that its creator can't leave it alone. And yeah. I don't give a fuck. If the version I watched, there's nothing to lead you to believe that Decker is a replicant. There's none of that horse shit that was obviously B-roll from Legend that they just threw in there. Um, There's none of that shit in here. But the The, the only time is when, uh, what's her name, questions, have you ever done the test on yourself? Yeah, and that's, and Sean Young in this movie, I don't like her either. That's the only time. I know she's a replicant, because of you know everybody's got the, like the glazed over Riddick eyes that are Republicans. Yeah. Never once in the in the version I watched, and it's the version I like, is Harrison Ford have that like you don't see that glaze over shit in his eyes. But I do have a like, I really like this movie, but I think it it doesn't end when it needs to. I mm-hmm. think it needs to end right when. Edward James almost shows up on the top of the building and he says, too bad she's got to die, but don't we all or some shit like that? I think then it should fade to black. But no, there's this extra five minutes where he has to go back and get Sean Young because they're young robots in love and they have to escape. And there's a origami unicorn on the ground, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all. It's from Amos's character. Yeah, I know he does all that shit, but what's that supposed to mean? I don't get it. He's letting him go. So he was there? Yeah. Like, but it doesn't read that way. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on everything you've been saying. I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to explain some of the parts you're bringing up right now. I think the story is really good, but there's some 
maybe I don't know, man. There's always gonna be like complaints about this movie. From if you love it or hate it, which version do you watch? Why, you know, Harrison Ford sucks. I think in this movie, uh, he's, this movie has the coolest coats of all fucking time. Yeah, I want Decker's coat. I want Rutger Hauer's coat. I want everyone's. I want James Hong's. I gotta keep warm while I make my synthetic <laughs> eyes. <coat. laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody and all the character. Brian James, Edward James, almost is the like scariest looking fucking dude ever in this movie. He looks like a proto Marilyn Man, like a proto Hispanic Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it's just and there's such weird shit going on. There's like. There's so much weird shit going on in the background. There's the gang of midgets that steals the part off a, off a Harrison Ford's car. There's, you're just like, what? There's a gang of midgets. JF, like, JF Sebastian's a weird character. That fucking guy that plays Tyrell has glasses bigger than fucking Romero. It's just, I, I love it and I want it to be better than it is, but I understand the gripes that everybody has with it. Yeah, but, those are the, probably the same gripes I have because yeah, you know you, I you I try to watch the film. I watched the film before, but in the in recent in like a couple past years, I've tried to rewatch it, and I, it's the kind of problems like I have with a lot of other films where it's a very like you said, it's an amazing film to look at, mm-hmm. but it's it's insanely hard to follow sometimes. But you, like you said, great performances in there from Rutger Hauer and Daryl Hannah doing cartwheels and shit. Yeah, you know, and fucking vicious, dude. Man, there's some good performances in this film. I can't say that I don't recommend it. Like, like you said though, it's it's it's, it's preachy, like like most of these got stuff, and that can mm-hmm. tr- trim folks off. I think it's overly complicated. The story, there's a lot of cool shit in there that I wish was fleshed out more. I guess I should say. What's your opinion, Tim? I was going to say, I'm not disagreeing anything you've said about the Harrison Ford stuff. For me, I watch this movie for Rucker Hauer. Uh-huh. I find his character yep. more interesting in what he's trying to do and why he is back on Earth. Because they even make that remark, Harrison Ford's character, Decker, makes that remark. Why would they even try to come back? They came and, back to find Tyrell to get more life. Yeah, and just Rucker Hauer makes that part of it interesting. He makes you, even though he's supposed to be the villain, you feel for that dude. Yeah. And once, even though he's not supposed to care for the other ones, when Daryl Hannah dies, he just completely flips out. Uh-huh. And basically runs around screaming buck naked. and Not buck naked. He got biker shorts and a G-string. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just fucking Harrison Ford's character up, breaking his fingers and shit like that. Easily could just end Harrison Ford when he feels like it. And yeah. he does not. No. He actually saves prove, him at the end. Is, is yeah, there, to prove a point. Yeah. And that's why, if there's anything I think um, the director missed on this movie, I think he should have went, made... Rucker Hauer's character may be a little bit bigger. You mean just, more scenes and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Or I think he should have went a little more in depth on that stuff because I think he was the much more interesting aspect of Blade Runner. Yeah. I'll Visually, say it's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. But almost, maybe Empire Strikes Back beats it visually, but I don't know, man. 
There's is not it, more, more look, visually stunning movie. Maybe the Dark Crystal or some shit like that. Yeah, is this a great movie? Eh, I'm not one of those people. It's like, oh, Blake Runner's the greatest movie. No, Neither no. I, but yeah, I think it is a legendary movie. Like, I think if we were to make, like, a fucking time capsule of yeah. movies to shoot into space, I think Blade Runner should be in it. But I also it, think Spooky should be in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, because it's just like even today, the, some of those visuals still work. Mm-hmm. They're still the shit out of a lot of CGI today. Yeah, big time. But yeah, everybody rate this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three out of four because I honestly think it's. I'm with you. I, I totally agree with that. Board. Yeah, I, I'm with that. Yeah, as much as I I, I you know, been bitching about it. And by the way, my first record hour was the Hitcher because. Yeah. Yeah, good pick. But uh, a second only to split second. I think I saw a split second after the Hitcher. I think, you know, yeah, because I wanted to say that, too. I think Rutger Hauer will be known forever for Blade Runner, but in our eyes, it's all about split second. Yeah. It's all about split second. Like, I don't... Yeah. I, I, every time you say that, I just... Rutger <laughs> Hauer is, is fucking Harley Stone, for fuck's sakes. Anyway, uh, that, it, it is three out of four as well for me, though. It, 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 I, don't, I don't love it, but I, I recognize what it is. Let's put it that way. True, yeah. S- strange rating, but, you know, considering I don't, I don't have a lot of love for it, but at the same time, I kind of do, so. And, and this is a movie I could watch this in two years and hate the living shit out of it. It's just, it, my, my opinion of this always changes. It's weird. Yeah. It's very strange. But I was gonna, yeah. But I, I, again, I say I'm not watching this movie for Harrison Ford. No, fuck that. It's, it's never a power show. Yeah, yeah. There was never any cooler looking motherfucker than Rugger Hauer. In like 1983, that dude was the coolest looking son of a bitch on the planet. Yes. No one could ever look as cool as fucking Rugger Hauer. But I digress. Tim, what are you doing for next week, sir? I all know, uh, I didn't know if we were doing a show or not for next Sunday. Oh, well, let's plan it like we are. Okay, well then, if we're doing something, if we're doing something, I'm gonna throw in Nightmare Man. Ooh, I haven't watched that since it came out. Yeah, that was the reason why I wanted to throw out there, really like that movie. That is a pretty good one. I'm gonna stick with something I've been jonesing to watch really bad recently. I might watch it tonight. I want to watch First Blood. Oh, good movie. I love that movie and it's. I think it's the best one. Spoiler alert. But Gary, where can we find you at, sir? You can find me on uh, the Cinema Beef... Cinema... Cinema... Cinema Beef Podcast um, <laughs> with uh, Jeffrey X. Martin and Jamie Sammons. Um, two drinking commentaries. With Willis, Nudie, Suzanne, and whoever else decides to come on. Pew, pew, pew both, guy. Pew, pew, pew guy, man. Could both, could both be found on uh, legionpodcast.com. And uh, whenever I get it edited, you get to hear Tim Gross on the very <laughs> next episode of Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast, which I did not fire him from. I'm just throwing it out there, people. Okay? Everybody listen to Tim I'll fired. repeat that again. Tim Gross is not fired from Sloppy Seconds, Kyle, movie sequel podcast. Kyle, you fired me because I wasn't bringing in the Rondos. You goddamn it. You guys need a Rondo ticker. Let me check mine real quick. I am survey said. Zero point 
zero. Mm. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. No rondos. If I had to push one more thing, I'd push the Fleas and Flicks charity auction, which is a, a, a foundation of sorts that I started, which basically means... I put stuff in an auction, which is movie movie memorabilia, which is hits you guys right close to home. I'm sure your listeners uh-huh. and um, you guys make a bid on that from on December second and third by going to fleasandflicks.org and registering your name. All the proceeds go to the South Suburban Humane Society, Humane Society in Chicago Heights, Illinois. It's a no kill shelter. Uh, animals are always something I've been passionate about. So if you guys want to go check that out, here at the need, the need and want for a five foot by four foot Italian dolls poster signed by Stuart Gordon. Ooh, Ooh this Italian could, even. Yeah, this could be yours, people. You know, it's pretty sexy looking, but eventually you run a wall space. But I had this in my possession, and this could be yours along with some other great stuff in that auction. Uh, I'll be getting more at Days of the Dead in in, uh, in in Chicago here in November. So, yeah, pose uh, Gary, do us a favor and post links to that on our page mm-hmm. leading up to the event and the next several weeks, just to uh, keep it fresh in people's minds. Yeah, uh, we'll do that for sure. Because we love dogs, and the show wouldn't exist without Kamala. <laughs> oh no, it wouldn't. No oh, yeah, man, that's uh, about it though. I got nothing to pimp other than go to grossfest.com or uh, the Facebook page. page. Facebook page. We Um, are working on another Facebook page that will just have information of Grossfest. We can get Dennis Dunn out of retirement somewhere. (laughs) I swear to God, I want to see that guy at a convention. God damn, I want to. I want to meet Dennis Dunn before I die. Never know. I got nothing to pimp other than my book's going pretty good. Uh, How is that? I'm about 40, 40, 50 movies in. I don't know. Let me look here. 47. 47. Cool. Movies. I'm aiming for 350. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm wor- I'm working on a new book, too. Yep. We're book writers here. We're smart people. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my book, actually, it's not going to be reviews. It's short stories. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, you The first story is it's not all uh, – the apocalypse is not all about uh, – Assless chaps, motorcycles, and mohawks. Well, I don't want to know that fucking apocalypse. Fuck that apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalypses have rules, Tim. And that and, assless and chaps the, and motorcycles. You well, uh, the second story that I've written is Revenge of the Killer Turkeys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Feel free to write date, date rate Dracula. <laughs> Oh, idea. I've got some other ideas yet, so. Okay. So, yeah, next, well, maybe not next week, because next week's Wasteland, we will be too drunk to fucking podcast. Guaranteed. But, uh, hopefully nothing happens and I'll be able to make it. <laughs> my dryer's yeah. about to fucking, or my washing machine's about to die, Tim. But, Jesus. um, I know, man, everything breaks all at once, dude. Yes, it does. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. So, Gary, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And, we are out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. 
the part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.